number 13. Hello again, everyone. This is James Call, Tallahassee Democrat, and welcome to episode 13 of Sunshine on Issues, reports from the State House in Tallahassee. We've just concluded the first week of the legislature's 2018 session. The Florida Senate passed out a permanent expansion of Bright Future Scholarship Program and boosted financial aid programs. But other than the opening day revelation of a love affair between a Republican and Democratic Senate leaders, the action was in the House. Friday, it started moving a slew of free market, small government-inspired reforms. This week, we talked to Jefferson County Representative Halsey Bashirs. He's part of the GOP Free Market House faction and House Democratic Leader Janet Cruz. Plus, we have a couple of interesting minutes from Senate President Joe Negron's opening day remarks. Sunshine on Issues, episode 13, was recorded Friday, January 12th. Speaker Richard Corcoran encouraged the House to be courageous reformers. Walk down that less travel road, he said. And then he quoted Winston Churchill. Corcoran distrusts power that he doesn't possess. And he has set the House up to quickly pass a conservative agenda this session. There's a crackdown on immigration, sanctuary cities. There's a union busting bill. There's a series of preemption of local government bills that has the Association of Counties saying... It feels it's in a war. We're going to focus on a big deregulation bill sponsored by Representative Halsey Bashirs, a Republican lawmaker from Monticello. It represents a bundle of bills approved Friday that Democrats protested had just one committee stop before heading to the House floor and now on to the Senate. They say that the repeal of business licenses is not in the public's interest and that the deregulation of a dozen occupations like architects and interior designers and barbers puts consumers at risk. Here's Representative Bashirs, where he defends the House's uh, fast track for the bills and explains the free market principles behind his massive deregulation effort. At the end of the day, you know, if you take free market principles and say, hey, good businesses will always evolve, and, and that argument's probably been here since before my short tenure, you know, and, and just like in my business, I do things that are way more required than what I have to do just to keep my doors open, and it's because I service price and quality are why any customer buys anything. So all that being said, we got to this. And these are what's left. And we said, hey, we can cut the barriers to entry here. This is what people can get into relatively cheap. And, and it's not a knock on any of those businesses. It's just a, it's a compilation of, hey, this is where we think we can make a difference today. And, and long and short of it, there's a million dollars worth of fees that we're going to cut, you know, uh, straight away. And that's a bunch of money. And uh, I've made that argument. Out of an $85 billion budget, a million dollars doesn't sound like much, but... To any business guy, if you're saving 200 or $500 a year for a permit, that's a bunch of money. It adds up. So uh, they looked at some of that and they said, hey, this doesn't, the ends don't justify the means for all these training and all the cost that they have to go through to get this. It just doesn't make sense, financial sense, for us to regulate it at this cost. Let's lower it, drop it down, let's make it easier for the anybody to go out there and try to get into business to start it. And, um, you said free market principles. I, I say small government you know, philosophy. Yep. That's, that's where the speaker is. Small government, free market enterprise. 
So it, it's like the first week of the session, you guys are having like a small government feast. It's, it's almost as if you all have been waiting for this moment in time. Is this the moment for the conservatives in the House? No, I, I really hope that you'll consider what I'm going to say, and please, okay. if you would, work this in there, because I think it's important for the narrative to be told. Us having all of this stuff out the first week, all these bills only going through one committee, stop. And nobody's talked about this yet. I don't know why. They all. This is the exact same bill we heard last year in three different committees. It's the exact same bill I presented again in Commerce again um, to... 99% of the same members, you know? So it's not like we're jamming all this down their throat. I mean, collectively, this bill has been heard and the same arguments and the same questions have been made um, on all these bills. And so I think it is, it behooves us to not waste anybody's time and just say, hey, here's the same bill. We're going right back where we were. The exact same members are hearing the exact same bill. So House conservatives are on the march and sexual affairs, misconducts, and harassment has left the Senate in disarray. Since last year, three senators have resigned. Two others have been compromised by an extramarital affair. The Senate appears to be in a tough spot when it comes to negotiating policy with the House. Gone is the master coalition builder, Jack Lavella. He was instrumental in blocking House reform efforts in the past. Reporters asked Senate President Joe Negron about their suspicions that the House was about to steamroll the Senate now that Jack Lavella was gone. Listen to how he talks about how effective a lawmaker Lavella was. The Senate will basically adopt all the priorities of the House. Well, that's a narrative that some folks may want to get out. That's not how I view the world. I can only state how I see things. Senator Lavella was... Uh, very instrumental in the passage of Senate Bill 10. Last session, he shepherded that through the appropriations process. It was a very difficult bill to pass. He strongly supported the Senate's initiatives, strongly supported my uh, policy proposals and my budget proposals, and was in his running of the Budget Committee, and I've done that job twice, but as chair of the Appropriations Committee, was attuned to Democratic members, Republican members, to allow every member to have input um, into that uh, process. So uh, the Senate will have um, issues that it cares about. I think we will continue to um, fight for those issues. Uh, as, as I said this morning, um, the fascination that some people have with um, this home and away football game uh, approach to government that's that's not how I've ever viewed this process that's not what my constituents expect when I run into them at the boardwalk in downtown Stewart or at Publix or at Hope Sound Deli um, they want things to be accomplished that make life better for them and their family so I, I'm going to continue to to move forward with the things that I talked about this morning I've been very uh, open about my goals and um, I think that uh, when the sessions complete that we can have a product that everyone can be proud of. I just wanted to get you to clarify sure. your metaphor here. When we had two senators acknowledging an affair, your metaphor of home and away No, you, you, you're misstating what I said. Okay. You misstated what I said. Okay. Home and away was a response to Gary's question about House versus Senate. 
I was not discussing the two senators who are not here. I was not discussing sexual harassment. I wasn't discussing any issue of personal behavior. I was answering his question about is the Senate now going to do everything that the House wants? So let's be clear about that. I'm happy to answer any questions about that issue. But yes. So what does this all mean? Well, according to House Democratic leader Janet Cruz, it's an election year. And House Republicans are feeding red meat to their base. This is Cruz's final session. She's term limited after eight years. So we close this week with Janet Cruz. That's, that's my opinion. I mean, I think that, that many of us here um, believe that this is unfair. Talk to any sheriff in any county who will tell you that this sanctuary city ban is uh, is not a good bill and they're very unhappy with it. I mean, you know, in essence, a, a sheriff could be removed from his post if he doesn't uh, follow the guidelines that are set out. And I think that local um, municipalities should be allowed to govern locally. Now, the first week, ready for floor action in the House, you have a Macedonia regulation bill. Uh, you have a workers' compensation bill that uh, gives the unions angst, the crackdown on sanctuary cities, and a union-busting bill. How do you think this is all going to play out? Well, I think this is playing out um, because it's an election year, and, you know, sometimes you have to toss a little bit of red meat to your, uh, to your base so that you can move forward. I'm really quite disappointed in everything that's that's moving forward. This sanctuary city ban is just egregious and um, it's an overreach in my opinion and I'm really unhappy with it all and I think the members feel like it's, uh, you know, we do have to be ready for a fight this week because everything is upon us in this first week of session. So this is your the first day of your last session, yes. right. And, and you've been in the minority your entire career, entire but you kept the flame burning for, yes. for eight and years. And people ask me that question all the time, and I tell them that um, this is the analogy that I use. The people that built Notre Dame, they knew that they would never live long enough to worship there. But they had this faith and they had this conviction in what they were doing to continue to build. So that's what I see myself as. I see myself as an early carpenter of Notre Dame, building a foundation that goes forward for, uh, for when we are in the majority. And on that day, I am going to walk on that house floor and I'm going to dance through the aisle on the day that we take over the house. I may be 80, but I think I'll just be 70 probably. <laughs> Sunshine on Issues, as always, is produced by Ashley White for the Tallahassee Democrat in the USA Today Network Florida. Sunshine on Issues reports from the State House in Tallahassee is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Twitter at CallTallahassee and like us on Facebook at the Tallahassee Democrats homepage. This is James Call, Capitol Reporter for the Tallahassee Democrat. We'll be back next week with Sunshine on Issues, reports from the State House in Tallahassee. Thanks for your time. Until then, my friends. <laughs>